everybody, Eric Ani here from the Make Trades Great Again podcast and MechanicalHub.com. Hey, Andy's not with me right now. Uh, it's just me. And I'm here to intro a rerun of an episode we did just about a year ago about apprentices and kind of how things are changing in the trades and really ultimately by generation and how we might be training new people as they come in. I coined this term called apprentice pods in regards to what I was seeing at Walmart of all places when I was shopping there one time. And I've been thinking about it ever since. This is one of our most downloaded episodes. And I thought, you know, we're going to revisit this because I think there's something there. Not because I invented this really cool new concept. I mean, I'm patenting it and probably have like some kind of copyright thing and people are going to have to pay me millions of dollars. Uh, but you heard it here first on the Make Trades Great Again podcast, and I thought we'd just kind of reshare it. I, You know, honestly, it's a good one, in my opinion, because Chad's on it, and we, you know, it's one of those early episodes where Chad was actually still kind of funny before he kind of overstayed his welcome. Any, <laughs> don't tell him I said that. He probably won't hear this anyway. All right. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Look for part two of this episode uh, next week. It was a long one, so we had to we had to cut it up. Uh, anyway, enjoy. Uh, it's so it was so bad. It was so bad. So I know exactly what you mean. Like those yeah. terrible commercials where they're like, "Go on down to Taco Town. It's in." And then they like dub the town name in for every different, you know, like area. You know, they like the one that yeah. plays in Des Moines, Iowa, isn't going to say it's in Minneapolis. It's going to be like in West Central Des Moines, you know, like something like that. And then they go different back to voice. the different voice. Yeah. Love that. Different stuff. gender. Some, yeah. Some, so, what, so how this all comes about is I'm supposed to say. Uh, hey, plumbing pros, when it's time to choose a water heater to install in your next job, whether it's residential or commercial, go with the product that is built to be the best. Go with a Bradford White water heater. Pros know about the superior quality and reliability you get with the Bradford White, plus they're engineered for the pro, so they're easier to install and service. How you heat your water matters, choose Bradford White. And I'm going to get the next commercial out of the way so you guys know who we're sponsored by, Bradford White and our friends at Vega. Whether you're new to pressing or it's been a preferred method for years like me, you can trust the original Vega Pro Press. They have about every application you can think of in stock and ready to ship. When you hit up your local distributor, ask for them by name, Vega Pro Press. There we go, baby. Chad is sleeping over there. Hey, Chad, how you doing? Oh, now you have glasses oh, on. I've had them on. Your internet just <laughs> didn't want to pixelate them together. <laughs> Your internet sucked so bad, his, his face was pixelated, you couldn't even see his glasses. Well, it looked like I had two black eyes. I could still see that Dropkick Murphy shirt, though. We've, we have started a fantastic episode here today. Um, <laughs> ask like, for it by like name. A, that's right, ask for it by name. We'd like to welcome you back. Uh, we've had a lot of technical difficulties recording today. Earlier, you said you, you were taking off. Where are you guys going anywhere exciting? Oh, yeah, me and the fam are um, we're going to uh, 65 and over Hedonism Island. That'll be fun. That'll be fun for the kids. <laughs> you can't you can't help yourself. You can't make this any better by any means. I can't get fired. I'm trying went, to get fired. It went it went from bad to worse. <laughs> it did. And he's like, I'm going to get this started. 
Yeah. I'm going to ask Chad about his vacation that's coming up, and he now it's never, hedonism. He knows it, better. It, he knew exactly what he was doing. So I coy. Knew, I knew exactly where I was going with that. You're right. <laughs> Eric, what are you working on? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just uh, the same kind of same old this time of year where we're coming off that really cold weather and now going back to fix stuff that I kind of put into that uh, emergency mode. You know, so um, if you don't work on heating systems, I'll give you the real quick rundown. Basically, somebody calls you when it's 35 below, they got no heat. You get it back up and running, hopefully. And it's not always a solution that's going to last. Let's just put it that way. That's probably the best way to put it. And it so really you're just trying to like, we got to get the heat back on. And you need to replace this or this big part or this whole thing needs to go. And so now I'm kind of starting to play that uh, card where work has been scheduled for a little few weeks now and starting to come online because the weather's warming up. Now we're tearing out and replacing that kind of thing. So yep. I'm putting in a new boiler for a house that hasn't had heat for a few weeks, actually, believe it or not. And I, I have a question about, were you trying to hold back a burp while you were saying all that? Well, I may have been, but at least now everybody knows. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it would have it could have just passed, and then that's why I'm now here. you've brought I, it up. I look into details, details, yeah. details. You know, since nobody else is watching this but us, th- yeah. you know, three, I'm just they might not have known me. that. You don't have right. to give everybody the details. Like, I don't need to tell everybody I, how you're wearing <clears throat> a ten year old T shirt. That is, that, like, I have one ago. Dropkick Murphys shirt, and I'm going to wear it for the rest of my days to annoy the <laughs> hell out of one of my closest friends. That's because you're like, I go to, like, come on. Nobody goes to their shows and, like, likes their music. They you're just go to their shows to, you. to fight with other people. Andy was like, there. Remember that good time we had, Andy? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I love how he didn't even back you up on your lies. <laughs> it's so bad. There's no left you hanging. Here. Aired you right out. Okay, so Andy, what are you doing this next week? We're we're kind of in the same boat where we've. I kind of feel like we're starting into that uh, March kind of slowdown. Yeah. Uh, every year, March, April is kind of that little lull in service work. So now it's. You know, kind of all all hands on deck as far as not all hands on deck. That's the wrong word. It, it's it's all me. To something dirty. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It, it it's kind of kind of rolls back to all me to uh, go back to all of those jobs that we've looked at and done work for, and like you're saying, figure out how to get them pricing on uh, repairs and whatnot. And this is the time of year where we. Uh, Sometimes we regret saying, "Oh, we need to change it today," because now that we've gotten them up and running, in a lot of cases, we get the "Oh, yeah, we we've discussed it. Now we're going to wait. We're gonna we're gonna hold off on the on the, the real repair until later." You know, which sometimes I I totally get, I understand, but in most cases, we'll probably hear from that customer again in a year when it's you know the end of January and. 10 below zero again, and they're like, oh, boiler doesn't work. Oh, yeah, that 
we yeah. were going to repair replace oh, last it year. Just, it just passed the warranty date. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, and not even so much the warranty thing, but it goes back to that. Really? That I think it's same, planned. Same situation as that, you know, that you're in right now where it's really cold outside. Everybody's super busy and it's broke. Well, yeah, no, you, you bring up slowdown and that's interesting to me because Chad, you're a sprinkler fitter. You work in commercial work. Have you seen personally anything, any kind of slowdown, um, outside of your job? I know your shop is busy. You guys got a lot of projects or you're bidding on a lot of stuff, but have you heard talk of, I know you're hanging out with the bosses recently, but have you heard talk of, you know, things slowing down or anything like that? I got my nose way up there, I guess. You do. <laughs> Whatever. I can't, I, you had so, to throw that so in there. Brown. I, thought I you don't were know. Tan. You Have you been throw. tanning before your Florida vacation here? Your hedonism <laughs> vacation? Or is that just your brown nose? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and answer my question. <laughs> what? Is, I don't even know how to answer. I was, I was like, it sounded so legit. The one time you set the trap perfect because it sounded like a legit question. And then... <laughs> You snuck it, that in there. It wasn't legit. Then, no, seriously though. Back to yeah, because uh, I get along with my bosses. Or... I get along with my bosses. Oh yeah, your but... bosses are like, let's bring Chad. <laughs> He's fun to laugh. At. <laughs> it's pretty much true. That's I'm just there for entertainment, really. Yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> How can we make this actually fun? Oh, we could just bring Chad. <laughs> That's right. No, have well, you seen any kind of slowdown yeah. or anything like that? <clears throat> yeah. So I think we're just coming out of our slowdown. To be honest with you. Um, there's been guys on the bench, uh, quite a few, um, kind of lulls, you know, people aren't getting their forties in, you know, that's how we kind of gauge it, you know? Yeah. Um, there's, but now like person with our company, we brought on two new guys, you know, just to handle some of the work that we're getting and we're a smaller company. Um, the bigger companies, um, there's rumors going on right now that they're going to clear the bench. They're, they're going to need guys. And we're also at this time interviewing for, um, apprentice, a new apprenticeship class too. So there's a need for apprentices. Um, so it's quite a bit going on still. I I'm, I'm actually surprised. So yeah, we are, we're actually, I think it's going to pop here within the next few weeks and everybody's going to be busy here come the end of March for sure. I, that's the way it looks to me. Right on. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Eric and I were kind of talking about that last week. You know, there's there's been a number of articles, and, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but there's a number of articles out there or predictions that the, the second half of 2021 will be slow. Um, and I'm not sure exactly, like, what what their basis is on that, but uh, the first half, half so far seems like an old, here locally, construction wise, is insane, and it's, yeah. it's it's going, going, going. But yeah, it's amazing because it, it doesn't seem like there's been anything going on per se, like you know, to to drive the economy that way. But I mean, love it, you know. Yeah. Well, so on mechanicalhub.com, there's an article that was just posted this week. And it's from a company called Markham. They do research and auditing in the construction industry. And I'm just looking through it right now. And I'll give you some of the, it's on this topic, um, give you some of the rundown. They're saying that it is a tight labor market, which we know. We've been told for years, like people need, we're, we're short on on labor. You know, people need to, aren't entering the trades. We need people. A uh, couple notes. 
Average hourly earnings of construction employees reached their highest level on record in January 2021 at $32.11 an hour. That's the average. And the average weekly hours worked rose to their highest level since 2019's third quarter. So that's interesting. But they're saying here that the the pandemic is definitely affecting uh, construction projects right now moving forward. But this is data that this is all based off of data of past, you know, past history. And they're saying that uh, this was interesting to me. If we continue this trend, we might see a problem. If if we do see that downturn in the last half of this year, like Andy just said, this might be a little more um, of an issue. They said that according to the Census Bureau, more than 60% of construction workers who lost their jobs during the Great Recession, so 2008, 2010, mm-hmm. Left the industry permanently by 2013. Many of those workers found positions in other industries, while others retired altogether. I, I wonder what that is. If that's like boomer stuff, like people are just coming up on retirement or not. But I asked you, Chad, about the you know if things are slowing down for you because what I hear is commercial stuff is slow, or like you said, people are coming off the bench. Maybe you're starting projects. Maybe that's yeah. a weather thing here in Minnesota because we're just kind of getting into that mode where they can start excavating more and things are a little more, you know. You just can't do a lot of different types of projects or stages of projects in the middle of winter. It's just not efficient. So maybe that's just the time of year or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, so one of the things like, I'm, I kind of see through just through my eyes is that there isn't a, like what you touched on with that article is like there is not a lot of guys to do the work and there's enough work out there that they can't fill it all and um and, and when I say they can't fill it all they can't fill it with licensed uh, skill you know with, yeah with the proper skill level of it and, and, and then the certifications. So if you have that, like there's work available, but if you're, I mean, that's, that's the pro I mean, that's the nice thing is like we're in high demand right now because there's not enough of us, you know? So there's still work out there, but there's just not enough of us. And there's, so it's not saturated with, you know, high, highly skilled certified, you know, employees, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Listen to this, though. So this is also part of that article. Um, This audit, this press release basically is saying that in December 2020, there were 13,000 more workers who quit their construction jobs than were laid off or discharged by their employers. And this is speaking to the the labor shortage, the tightness of the job market, what you were just saying, Chad. Um, This was just the 17th month in the past 20 years during which quits exceeded layoffs and discharges. A clear indication of labor market tightness. This is a pretty interesting information in this article, by mm-hmm. the way. So is that saying that 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 not not saying that more people quit in twenty than say seventeen, but just more quit than were laid off? Yeah, so basically people okay. are they're not there's there's more work than than we have right. people for because you're just going right. to have people that quit their jobs or move on or just like get tired of yeah, who they're working fields. for. Sure. Yeah. Change companies they work for or whatever, yeah. but they're not being let go from companies because the companies are 
in need of those workers. That's right. what it's saying. Yeah. That's what it's saying. Yeah. Which is great for us. Right. Cause then we can demand, you know, what we demand, you know, right. for our minimum. I say that in air quotes, minimum wage, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, from a labor standpoint, it does put right. the worker in the better position to bargain for whatever, you know, right. you're in right. need of put it that way. What I'm finding is like some of the younger, oh man, I'm going to get nailed for this one, but it's honestly, from my experience, it seems like the younger generation that's coming into the trades now, they don't really like to work hard in the sense that you have to have uh, the initiative and a sense of urgency when you're working too in the, in the trades, you know? You have to have a sense of urgency. You have to have that construction walk. You have to have that purpose of where you're, what you're doing. And some of them are just like, yeah, oh. you're gonna get... <laughs> do you want me to we're going to hear it for this one? Yeah, we are going to hear yeah. it. No, so well, prove me I'm... wrong. Prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Well, like, and, great. Andy, your thought, your <clears throat> thoughts, right? I want to, before I chime in on this, your thoughts on, do they, do the kids want to work or do they want to play video games? Like, is that what you're saying, Chad? Because people say that, no. and they're like, "I I stop listening when people say stupid stuff." And okay, yeah. that's my opinion. I should leave that out. I stop listening <laughs> when in. I hear people say things like, "These kids don't want to work," you know. Yeah, I don't think it's that they don't want to work. I think it's that they don't know how to work. You know what I mean? Like they're just throwing in. Well, these you just things. said that they got to have the construction walk, like the sense of urgency. They right. don't. Well, they don't the thing, have they, that because they haven't been shown, or they don't realize how important it is, or or that, or what. Well, when you okay, so they want to work, but I don't think they get the idea of what that work consists of, what what they what what it is. You know what I mean? And and what the expectations are, and that's that's up to us, right? And it's and it's up to whoever the training you know, facility is and stuff to, to put that in there. But when you're a class, when you've been in the industry for like three years skating by and you still don't have that urgency, that's, that's where you're just like, they don't want to work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that apprentice, that apprentice has been there, but he likes that he or she likes that check, likes those benefits, you know? And the only reason they're getting by is because the, the, the journeyman or the foreman doesn't, have the time or doesn't want to even deal with them and they just let them slide by because it's going to be someone else's problem the next time. So kind of like what that article is saying, you're like, we need the workers. So we're going to let this kind of, right. We're going to let things go a little bit more. Right. And you need, you need a monkey to go up in the attic and, and just like, right. You know, jump around because they're younger and they're more limber. But at the same time, like they, they don't want to do that type of work. And there's, and we have a timeline or we're racing against, a system, a water, you know, we have a system on test for eight hours, right? Okay. And we have to get this pipe changed out or something fixed within that eight hours to get the system back online. So that is, that is, that building is protected and those people are protected because we save lives and property. (laughs) (laughs) And and (laughs) we, so we have that amount of time to get it done. And, and that way that's, it's, it's not, you know, a system that's down, you know, over 24 hours or, or less, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Andy, your thoughts on kids want to work or not. I th- I think they want to work. I think they need to be the walk of purpose that you're talking about, Chad. Yeah. Only comes once that apprentice decides that this is their career. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's right. I think, and, and Eric, you and I have talked about this, about whether it's a job or a career in the past. Yep. And if, if 
you have a I don't I don't want to even use the young word young person because it's not it doesn't really matter demographically. Because you could have yeah. somebody that's fifty years old that's the second year apprentice that is in the same boat. I'm here for the check. I'm here for the benefits. Uh, and not that they're you know, maybe they haven't just they just haven't recognized that that hey, there's a sense of pride, there's a sense of urgency that that comes along with I now understand my purpose at this project, and that's to get this task done. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's like there has to be some kind of a passion built up inside yeah. to to do that yeah. to motivate you to do it. And you know, I mean, it's a it's just finding that you know, and and some some people just have to realize they they may not have it for the trades. The trades aren't easy. Right. You know, there's a reason why we get paid the way what we get paid and and the and stuff we go through. I was to say I think most of most in most cases what I've seen that kind of that switch from not being interested to all of a sudden I'm all in happens as soon as that that uh individual becomes educated um in the trade that you're doing and the in the task that you're doing. As soon as they're conf- they they've gained that confidence like I I all of a sudden understand you know I'm I'm going to revert back to plumbing because that's what I know. Uh, is that now I I now understand why we're doing it this way, and this is really cool now. You know what I mean? It, and you're you're yeah. kind of shift your shift your direction there, and now all of a right. sudden you're you're you got your feet in the water, and you're like, oh, this is pretty freaking cool. I want to know everything there is to know about this, and then the sense of urgency just it's there. Yeah, which <clears throat> I I like guys like that, you know, because then when they ask me questions and sometimes when you like, I know in my trade, like sometimes you just kind of pigeonholed into certain jobs all the time because you're good right. at it, you know? Well, then you get a with our apprentices, they rotate to different companies every year and they see other different things. And sometimes there's things that you kind of lose skills on and stuff. And then they ask you questions from those type of skills. And then you as a, as a foreman or a journeyman have to be like, think back, you know, cause you're answering their, their questions that they have. So it keeps you on your toes too, you know, like yeah. I like that type of engagement, you know, but in the meantime, hustle your ass to that power machine and get me a, you know, give me a threaded pipe here with, you know, fitting on it. God damn it. Okay. Predices. Two things, <laughs> two things. I'm just going to go out there. This is going to be, this is facts right here. So everybody write this down. That whole apprentice moving from one company to another, like every year, every couple of years, something like that. I invented that. I don't care what anybody says. Oh god! <laughs> I invented that when I was an apprentice in my in local fifteen. I, I went oh to my my nineteen thirty four. I went to my apprenticeship coordinator yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I think apprentices should only have to work at the same company for like two years max. And he's like, well, that's not a bad idea. And I'm like, yeah, put me put me in, coach. This is the this is like a drug history episode. Yep, you heard it here. I invented that, and then um. So anyway, uh, that's cool to hear though. Uh, on a personal level, Chad, that's cool yeah. to hear you say that your apprentices get moved around. And yeah. um, I know I didn't invent that. I know I didn't. However, when I was an apprentice, <laughs> I did go to my my apprenticeship coordinator, and I'm like, uh, "Can I go work for a commercial company now that I've been yeah. in a housing company for a couple of years? Because I want to see different things and get different experience." And um, it wasn't something that was being done. At the time, especially because every plumbing company out there, no matter what type of business you were doing, whether it was residential, commercial, service, every plumbing company is like, we need people. So like an apprentice has no say in where you work, right? Right. And, 
And the apprentice coordinator is like, well, you know, I mean, then that means I got to find somebody to replace you. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Like, that's not my, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better plumber. So anyway, right. uh, so that, okay. Off that, that's off subject a little bit. You guys were talking about things to me, your responses to this whole, do kids want to work? I, I look at what you're saying and I think that a, you're right. Um, there's a point in time where uh, it just clicks, right? That's basically what you're saying. And you hope it does, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not going to for everybody, but you hope it right. does. And that, but my point is this: I think what you guys are talking about is in time you're going to create this person that's going to be good for your trade or do well or be passionate. Uh, right. They're going to learn that walk kind of deal, that walk <laughs> of intent or hustle. I don't think anybody starts with that, or at least let's say nine out of 10 people don't, you know, like Chad, you made the comment, like, I like the guy that wants to, you know, ask questions and learn and you know, like something fine is interesting to him. So he's going to ask me, that's not your typically going to be your like, Hey, you just started guy. Like they're going to be going like, uh, I don't know what any of this even means. They're not going <laughs> to yeah. ask you like, Hey, tell me more about this, uh, blah 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 you know like they're gonna just be like i just am here to work you know (laughs) yeah yeah where where are the donuts and coffee right (laughs) so my my point is is like you're right i agree with you guys completely but it takes time to get there regardless of who you're talking about you're just not gonna get very many people starting out um we have to acknowledge that there are people that started in their respective trades that were just like super gung ho from the beginning. Yeah. But that's not normal. Uh and then I wanted to bring up, so here's my, you know, do kids want to work kind of response. I don't know. I I I don't buy into that whole they just want to play video games. They don't want I think that that's BS, but I may I'll 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 give you an observation. I'm at a large uh store every it doesn't matter if I, it's Walmart. I'm in Walmart <laughs> and I noticed this that. group, like this pod. I don't, there's probably a term for it and I'm going to go with pod or hive of teenagers. Are they high school age te- dolphins? No, of <laughs> high school age teenagers <laughs> hovering in this one spot. I'm there to get like shaving cream and like, deodorant or something right and there is this group in very there's a lot there's like eight of them were you intimidated i was i was intimidated they were like <laughs> you're they're like who's this old, old guy and we're like move out of the way whippersnapper no there is this i got a point here let me get to it let me just i gotta set the scene so there is this there is this harem of high school kids <laughs> what? That makes no sense. You can't say hero for high it's school. It's not sexual. Kids. Well, it's a, that's, that's what a harem is. No, it's a group, isn't it? I don't know. No, anyway. it, well, it is. <laughs> okay. There's this orgy of high school kids <laughs> in the middle of the I Walmart. Mean, technically, aisle. it's an orgy. I don't know. Okay. So there is this There is this pack. Okay. Like oh, a wolf just pack. animals. <laughs> Yeah, we're all it's it's all. Can you just say there's a a group of seven eight high school kids? Your your descriptions are so colorful, but like no wonder you're intimidated. You're like it's like you're in the freaking jungle. 
<laughs> the, the fittest survive. It's oh Darwinism, and it's this Look is at that so, harem of kids. <laughs> so I Let's I walk in to get my honey. deodorant or something, right? And I and there is there is this group of of kids, it's high school. So age. hard for you to say. No, there there's like eight or ten of them, and they're yeah. hovering around this pallet of merchandise that needs to be unpacked and put on the shelves. Yeah. And they're going back and forth, honestly, like drones, like worker bees, back and forth, back and forth. And they're talking and they're congregating and like, I, it's noticeable. And I say this because I actually, in high school, had a retail job. I worked for uh, Menards. And when when we were in high school a million years ago, I acknowledge that. But when we were in high school, our manager would give you a task, would go put that pallet of crap away. And that was your job. Yeah, by yourself. By yourself. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, okay, grandpa here. I'm just pointing out the differences. Honestly. Self-reliancy. Yeah. Right. This is definitely, there's a difference. And I have a point to this. I hope you'll stick with me on this. So that was months ago I saw this this uh this harem of high schoolers <laughs> unpacking oh, pallets. So and then the other day, Heather and I pop in, we needed some goofy art supplies for we're going up north to hang with uh the the in-laws kids for a couple of days, watch them while they take a vacation. And so they're young, we need like clay and markers and so we're going to be the cool aunt and the uncles kids that get? we are. And so we find ourselves at Walmart again. Hate Walmart, by the way. And um, here's this here's this pod of of kids. Yeah, different section. Same thing. Were there's they clicking? like there's like twelve of them, boys, girls, all high school age, talking. They can't. It's like they can't. Just they. It's very interesting. In my head, I'm thinking, what these kids can't just do a job. They have to do it with their friends. But if you think about it, it's kind of smart, right? So Walmart's probably like, you know what? These kids don't want to do a job by themselves or they, you know, it's too much work managing them. So somewhere along the way, they're like, you know what? These kids are different than we were, or these kids are just different and they were raised different and they have different interests or whatever. And so they just put them with a bunch of other high school kids and they still get the same damn job done. They probably get more work done. Oh, I'm sure they get more work done the way they're doing it because they're not, you know, unhappy doing it alone. But maybe we need to do that on the job. Maybe we need like two, three apprentices to work together. Maybe it takes them longer to learn a task or get something done, but maybe we're doing it wrong. Well, I'm, I'm we walking could around Walmart and they're like, there's oh. a pod of kids that can't get anything done alone. Apparently, they're not happy. No. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and they get rewarded by. Jumping up for mackerels and shit. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I you just hear a dog whistle every once in a while, and they just all go swimming towards it. Like it's an I observation. Get, I don't know. All right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get what you're saying, but the reality is, in our trade, you bid a job, right? And you're competing against other companies when you bid that job, right? They're not being bid for three apprentices to throw up one piece of pipe. You know what I'm saying? They're not. Yeah, I do know what you're saying, but maybe we're bidding the jobs wrong. That's what I'm trying to say. But when you're bidding against other companies that have, you know, like you're not going to get a lot of awarded bids that way. If you have to have, 
you know, five apprentices that need to talk to each other to hang, you know, a piece of, you know, four inch or whatever up and up on a lift. First of all, the lifts barely can hold four people. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop. And think of what oh, you're saying, though. Oh, do you think that oh, Walmart? I hear do you think that Walmart is just surviving because, like, they're Walmart? Or are do you we think talking trades? Are we talking Walmart? You tell me. <laughs> My point is this: in response to what you're saying, you're right. If you're the yeah, only that's company, all I wanted to hear. If you're the only company <laughs> bidding jobs that way, you're right. You're not going to get as many. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be awarded as many jobs. But if every company does it then we're all on the same playing field how in in an utopian trade industry yeah that will never well, there's happen. always going to be somebody undercutting you no matter how you man the job or manage it or bid it it doesn't matter there's always going to be that i'm talking about the industry as a as a uh, whole yeah i don't know just a thought <laughs> i don't think it works that way <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Oh my gosh. Who has you don't have employees. Andy does. Uh, and yeah. Andy Andy, you you know it doesn't work that way. You no, know but, it can't work that way. But all so Andy, do you want to hire five do you want to hire five apprentices for one of your jobs? Right? No. So that they could talk amongst each other and get twice as much work done, which like putting a boiler together. Five kids around a boiler talking. Right or five apprentices <laughs> talking. Yeah, right. A harem of apprentices. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> How much money I mean, are you gonna make? It on doesn't that? have to be five. Maybe it's just two. Maybe two apprentices. These okay. young kids, this age group. Maybe mm. we need two of them. Yeah. To get the job done that would have only taken us one because of how we were. I'm not saying it's a bad yeah. thing either. I'm not picking right. on them. I'm actually advocating for him. If it you, doesn't if you, work. It doesn't work not, that way in the, in the construction. Let's trades. hear. Let's hear from Andy. Chad. Oh, thank God! I, Someone I, with common sense. Jesus. You son of a bitch. <laughs> thank you, Andy. I, I, I would Andy. agree. I mean, fiscally, it doesn't work. If 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 you look at it you know, from a numbers game and say, okay, I would have, I have this, I have project A that needs, you know, X number of hours of labor to, to complete, and yesterday I could have done it with one guy but tomorrow because of this particular group i have to have two guys to do it and it doubles my labor then no it doesn't work uh in i think when you start breaking things down into like task oriented project i i remember as as an apprentice you know working on bigger jobs and you guys can probably relate to the same that when there were other apprentices there you were doing like-minded things and it was definitely more enjoyable than going to the job and hanging out with the journeyman that didn't want to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Okay. Absolutely true. Absolutely. So I think that's what's happening. That's what's, that's part of it. It's right. It's these kids are not like, it's not that they're not incapable because we know that they're capable. I mean, I have, that's what's what's frustrating about it though. Isn't it? You know that these, these apprentices are super capable of doing this thing. And and, I don't know. Is it frustrating or are we just stuck in our way of thinking? Do we just need to think differently? That's what I'm asking. Those are the things I'm bringing up. Personally, I'm frustrated because I feel like I get upset with an apprentice because I feel like they, they have so much more potential than what they're, what they're tasking themselves with. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, they got to this point. There has to be something there. You know what I mean? Maybe they're getting to me. Maybe they're maybe they're pulling me in. They're pulling me. 
Maybe they're pulling they're me harem? into their politics. <laughs> harem. Their harem is, is sucking you in to their deviance. I'm just. Uh, I'm actually, as we're talking about this, I'm starting. My brain is is. I'm yeah. start. The gears are turning a little bit more. I think there's yeah. something to that whole pod of apprentices. Ap- apprentice yeah, pods. Think- you heard it here on the Make Trades Great Again podcast first. <laughs> Apprentice pods. I think by 2030, there's going to be such a thing. I really okay. do. Oh my I think when a yeah. co- I think in a union situation, the hall, the company's going to call the hall and be like, "I need two more guys. I need a pod pod. of apprentices. I need a pod of apprentices. It's going to be minimum two. Yeah. Well, Just clicking and sonaring their way through the job site. Okay, Andy. So, so Chad, you have teenage boys. Um. Kai's a teenager now, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, Andy, you have teenagers. Yep. One is of working age. Yep. What are your thoughts thinking about your kids now? I know I'm asking both of you, but let's start with Andy uh, before we wrap up here. What are your thoughts on this idea? Like, if you if you knew your kid was going to go get a job at a retail store, do you or any environment? Do you think that they would? do better if they were hanging out with their friends doing the Um, job together one of them yes and the other one i would think would do better would still do well with like aged individuals but better without his friend you didn't even have to say his and i knew who you're talking about (laughs) and the only reason i say that is that and i don't know what it is he works works well with others that he doesn't know okay and I may be completely off base on this, but it just in my mind, I've always attributed him to being someone that I could say, "Hey, Dylan, go help the neighbor at the end of the street. Um, he needs he needs some help doing this." And, and he would be Dylan just would fine. be like, "Okay, sweet, yeah, go down there and do it." My daughter, who's completely capable of doing that, is I shouldn't I shouldn't even say that she's less likely to do that, but I I feel like there may be less motivation to go do it. And I don't know if that's just the age thing or if, if it's, you know, just their personalities, but yeah. I, so Dylan's your favorite. No, no I wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> but I, I think that a, that a lot of the, the, the factor comes down to we're getting older. We're turning into that journeyman that we were. Yeah. Um, oh God. We were, yep. oh, what the hell, what's the word? Oh. Like, not intimidated by, but that annoying journeyman that in, you know, in the, in the past that you were like, yeah. that, God, what's up with that dude? What's his story? Yeah. You know, why is you, that guy you know exactly who were you, who you're talking about. Cause it was the yeah. guy that probably taught you the most after you finally were like, he's not so bad. He doesn't like kill baby puppies. You know, I don't <laughs> know what this, you know, um, um, those are the early days of Q. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We, that's the first time that's been brought up on this podcast. It is. Um, okay, so so I think that's ahead. a lot of it is 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 breaking that confidence. Um, you, you know that as a as a new apprentice, even as a first or second year apprentice, if all you've done is put up hangers, cut all thread, or all you've done is packed lumber, yeah, you're in super intimidated by the guy that's deciding what cuts are going to be made. Um, or deciding, hey, you know, I'm reading the prints. You know, I remember that um, from one of my early jobs. You know, probably second year apprentice. That we rarely got to look at the prints, right? Oh, yeah. Like 
you, yep. you never knew the whole picture. And I went and worked with a with a journeyman. Uh, guy's name was Doug Mall. He had uh, transferred to our local, and the guy shows up, you know, kind of quiet, reserved or whatever. He gets handed a set of prints. Hey, you guys are going to go down and put these new boilers in at this uh, pharmaceutical company. And we go down to the job, and you know, I'm riding with him. You know, like say second year apprentice, and we get down there, and we kind of mobilize onto the job. And he says, "Well, let's get the uh, let's get the gang box off out of the job trailer and and get it set up, and let's start setting up the job site." I'm like, "All right, cool. That's what I'm here for." We do this, and he's like, "All right, go get the prints out of the truck." And I'm like, All right, there you go. He goes, "Open them up." Jeez, do I have to do? I mean, do you want me to get you some coffee next? <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is going to suck But you know, this is going to be a terrible job. Because we're supposed to be there for like six months. Roll the prints out. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, I know what the next step is. Thumb, thumb to M1, because that's, you know, that's where we're going to be. And That's mechanicals, you know, Chad, if you do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, oh, thank so you. thumb to M1, and he goes, okay, so where are we going to start? I'm like, all right. No for so he he was the first one to really get you yes to give you a this, little responsibility to see yep. what you could do to ask you right. to participate here's, a little bit yeah and here's the way. big picture here's yeah. the big picture this is what we're doing okay so here's where the demo sections at here's what we're gonna do in the end and flip here and and started laying out and like that was probably one of those early times when I was like this is really cool we're going to build this thing. Yeah. You know, this is the system. I'm not just cutting a piece of pipe because I've been cutting pipe for two years now. I've right. been putting up hangers. I've been bolting stuff together. I don't know what it's going to do. I think that's my point, though. I think you're yep. you're kind of reinforcing what I was trying to say about you You had to, you you worked for a couple of years. You had to do the things you had to do yep. for those first couple of years. And then you were lucky to have Doug come along <clears throat> to give you, uh, to kind of put a little more on your plate, to add, right. challenge you in a different way. To, to build your confidence, but it was the really sure it was the first time you did that, but it's because I think you worked up to that point. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you don't just start day one and that journeyman isn't going to be like, Hey, go grab the blueprint, you know, no. and where should we start? You, you help tell me, no, I mean, that's obvious because we have to teach these, these kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Quick question. So just kind of, as we're wrapping up, just reflecting on our own, apprenticeships you know when we went through our stuff you know like what how would you describe yourself you know growing as an apprentice like how'd you start out and how do you think you ended as an apprentice you know that's a good question yeah i i can honestly tell you um i was a wild child i was always cracking jokes not taking it as serious as i should have um i wasn't great and i wasn't bad but I also wasn't always as focused and that was really one of my major problems was the focus and the timeliness part of it. Um, <clears throat> so I wasn't, you know, and I think that, you know, towards the end of my apprenticeship, unfortunately it was like the 2010, uh, actually I was very intimidated by the industry because, you know, when you're getting laid off as an apprentice, you know, not knowing what the economy is taking, I actually lost all confidence in myself at the end of it. Cause you just, no one would tell you what was going on. And I had to find that passion and that, and that, you know, confidence almost two years after that, you know, which I think made me a better journeyman to made me appreciate the trade more and appreciate what I had before, you know, and 
the biggest thing was being medicated for my ADD. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thanks, so the Chad. Uh, well, I'm looking at my watch, Chad. That's the uh, end of yeah. our session. Um, oh. So, so you're you're on the schedule for next week uh, for an hour session again. Thanks. This is better than counseling. How about <laughs> you, Andy? Here's here's what I think. I think this is needs to be a part two discussion. Um, I think that there's definitely. I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that a lot of apprentices, uh, maybe even a lot of journeymen um, in in all the trades that may take some value from hearing some of some of the stories that that you the three of us have to share about some challenges as apprentices, how how we made that uh, move from awkward to a little bit more confident. And I think that's something that we need to, we need to dig a little deeper on for sure. I agree. I agree. So we're going to leave it and Chad, you're that's it. We got to hear about your thoughts of you. (laughs) We're going to let everybody think about it. I can't wait to hear about Eric's uh, adventures in inventing industry trade stuff. Apprentice pods. That's what's going (laughs) to come up next. Uh, You heard again. I just need to say it again. You heard it here first. Apprentice pods. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this long. Um, We appreciate it. Give us some feedback, please. Uh, If you do anything this week, please go on your podcast app. Give us a rating. One star, two star. I know it's going to be five, but I got to give you all the options. And um, let us know what you like or dislike by sending us an email or a direct message. You can reach us by email. It's maketradesgreatagain at gmail.com. Um, check out Chad on Instagram oh. at Chad Killer, right? At Chad Killer. I, I don't remember. Why do you I do think that that's what me? it is. And then Andy this? at Mick underscore Plum. You hear me say it every single week. Myself is at Mechanical Hub. So everybody, thank you so much. Uh, we really I'm do not appreciate an the feedback. <laughs> I like sawzall blades that have carbide on them. That's right. That should have been okay. So, real quick before we go, Chad, yeah. Andy, Chad calls me last week, interrupts a good conversation I was having with one of my clients by calling me twice. It was an emergency thing, apparently, only to tell me that we mistitled our our episode about uh, influencers. What was yeah. it, Chad? You said <laughs> it should start off the, with. The the title was best of everything because we talked about starting out and not having to have the best tools in the world, right? Right. And what did you say it should have been called? Uh, you're an influencer. I'm not an influencer. Hashtag. <laughs> I love sawzalls. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Sawzall blades. Yeah. That's what Sawzall I was all blade. talking about. Yeah. Sawzall blades. So, so we revert back to second grade where I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I did say those words. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Have a good one. Have fun on vacation, Chad. Yeah. Enjoy your free truck and plow. Next time. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my God. And none of that was free. Oh, you I'm suck. sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it saw okay. sponsorship on there. Next time, next time you go to Walmart, look for the Apprentice Pod. Apprentice Pod. You're going to see it. Fish. I'm bringing you're gonna a bucket of fish. You're going to freaking see it. You're going to see yeah. it, and you're going to be like, he, son of a bitch was right. <laughs>